0: Jesus spoke to the crowds about the kingdom of God and he healed those who needed to be cured. As the day was drawing to a close, the twelve approached him and said, Dismiss the crowd so that they can go to the surrounding villages and farms and find lodging and provisions. For we are in a deserted place here. He said to them, give them some food yourselves. They replied, five loaves and two fish are all we have, unless we go ourselves, unless we ourselves go and buy food for all these people. Now the men there numbered about 5,000. Then he said to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50. They did so and made them all sit down. Then taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing over them, broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied. And when the leftover fragments were picked up, they filled twelve wicker baskets the gospel of the lord, <laughs> the lord <Jesus> <clears throat> brothers and sisters <clears throat> so today we celebrate the feast of corpus christi or the feast of the body and blood of christ and Our focus is on this great gift that we have in the Eucharist. And so the question at hand is, why does the Eucharist matter? Why does it matter? And we all might have different answers to that question, you know, the Eucharist matters because. It's what makes us unique as Catholics. The Eucharist matters because Jesus is truly present there. The Eucharist matters because like, it's always mattered and my grandma told me it mattered and so it matters. But why does the Eucharist matter to you? Or why does the Eucharist matter to me? Or why does it matter that Jesus is truly present body, blood, soul, and divinity in every tabernacle, in every Catholic church, throughout the entire world. You know, last the last couple of weeks, actually the last couple of months, or the last year or so, um, I've been traveling a lot. And and speaking in different dioceses and throughout the country and and in the last the last two weeks, I think I slept in six beds in three cities, and um, it's been I've been gone a lot, and uh, and it's given me a chance to reflect on like what it must be like to be a missionary, and uh, and I know here at St. John's, oftentimes when I walk in the church, people are like, "Oh, Father, do you have a bed here?" Do you live here? And in the last couple of weeks, I was in Nashville for five days and I stayed at the Cathedral Rectory in Nashville. And then I went to celebrate at a wedding in Milwaukee. And then I was in Fargo, North Dakota at a small town in North Dakota at a retreat center doing a training for for priests up there. And people might ask me the question, like, what keeps you grounded in that? <clears throat> and my friend, Dr. Todd Bowman, who teaches with me, was talking a lot about this concept called object permanence. And object permanence in psychology, it, it has to do with attachment relationships and how it's important for us to have certain relationships in our life that are always there, that we can always count on. That You know, when we come home at night, we see the same faces, especially in our early child development. Like, I know that every day at this time, my father walks through the door, and I get to greet him. Or I know that at this time, every single week, our family gathers, and we have a meal together, and we share lives together. And it's that object permanence that permanence of a person in our life that helps us to feel secure. When I was in the military, it was really common for guys to have a picture of their girlfriend that they kept in their Kevlar helmet. So every time you take your helmet off, you're looking at this picture of this person that you love and that loves you, and it kept them in front of your face all the time. And it was the same picture every single time, which is kind of a new concept because today we don't really look at the same picture of somebody every single time. We just go on our social media, and there's a different picture in a different circumstance. But it was the same picture, and it kept this kind of consistency. And. <clears throat> The great gift that I've received in this past year in my own spiritual life is sort of a renewed desire for Eucharistic adoration and being able to go to chapel every single day and expose the Blessed Sacrament and just look at our Lord's face and have him look at me. And it's the same face every single time. And it's the same face whether I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska or Nashville or Fargo, North Dakota or Cincinnati, Ohio. It's the same face. And it's a reminder that the consistent thing in my life is that our Lord is always present. And He's the source of safety, security, and love in our lives. And that's when we think about the institution of the Eucharist, and you know, today we have this miracle of Jesus feeding the crowds with five loaves and two fish. And the disciples go to him and they say, Jesus, uh, the day is drawing to a close. We need to get rid of these people and send them away so that they can find food. And then our Lord responds as if to say, I don't want them to leave my face. Like, I don't want them to leave my gaze. So let them stay here and you give them some food yourselves. And then he foreshadows what it will become. The Eucharist, as He takes bread and blesses it, and it multiplies, and He's able to feed thousands of people with these five loaves. As if to say, I'm able to be present to everyone, and I want to be present to everyone. And then our Lord continues on through his life, and we've just finished celebrating the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord, and it was right before he goes to his passion and death, and he knows that he's about to leave them, and that these 12 men who have been with him will be losing a friend, they'll be losing a face that they've seen every single day of their lives for the last three years. And in order to account for that loss, he takes bread and he says, take this all of you and eat of it for this is my body which will be given for you. And in that moment in instituting the sacrament of the Eucharist, he makes himself present to them even until the end of the age. So that when he goes and he suffers and he dies and he rises from the dead and he ascends into heaven, his disciples will always have access to him. Because they themselves can take bread and say, this is my body which is given for you and Jesus himself is present. And he gives them that kind of object permanence. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing gift. that our Lord has given to us and that He continues to give to us each and every time Mass is celebrated, each and every time we enter into a church, each and every time we go to Eucharistic adoration, that our Lord's desire is to be present. His desire is that we never have to leave His gaze, we never have to leave His face. And so why is the Eucharist important, or why is this feast day important? Why does the Eucharist matter? Another answer to that question is, if it's true that the Eucharist is Jesus, that means that 2,000 years ago, God became man, and he made himself present among us. He suffered everything that we've suffered except for sin. He died so that we could live. But before he died, he took bread and said, this is my body, so that he could still be with us even 2,000 years later, which means he desires to be with us, which means he really loves us, and that we truly are lovable. that we truly can be safe and secure, that we can find our source of comfort in every moment of anxiety or every moment of stress or every moment of uncertainty, we can be certain that our Lord is going to be here. And then he fulfills his promises, that he promised to be with us until the end of the age, that he promised that we will be with him in the kingdom of heaven. That he promised that he came to make all things new. And so today let us pray that on this feast day that we might have a renewed sense of Eucharistic wonder. That we may come to know more deeply in our own hearts the significance of our Lord Jesus Christ's presence among us. That coming into contact with him every day, every week, every moment of our lives, we may grow to be more united with him and glorify him. And every thought work and work and word. of our own lives.